Paramdeep Singh Anand is the CEO of Field Assist. They provide Salesforce automation software for field sales teams. And a common friend, Rashmi Kapse, recommended that we record a smartcast with Param. She said Param is the kind of CEO everyone wants to be mentored by. And she learns something new every time she meets him. This obviously piqued my interest. And then I read Field Assist's culture book. It all tied in very nicely. So we decided to pick Param's brains on how they created their culture book, how they live and propagate their company values. Param gave some handy tips on interviewing and mentoring. The analogy of the bus journey from good to great was a very concrete one that will remain etched in my mind forever. If you're a founder thinking about how to build your company, you cannot afford to miss this one. This is the CTQ Smartcast, where we have conversations about up-leveling, deliberate practice, and getting future relevant. So welcome, Param. Welcome to this CTQ Smartcast. Thank you. Thank you, Arish. Glad, glad to be here. Yeah. So like you know, you know, uh, how we got introduced was Rashmi uh, Kapse on LinkedIn said, you know, uh, the one person that she wants to hear uh, from is you. Because every time she meets you, she learns something new. So we said, you know, we had to get you onto this uh, CTQ Smartcast. And in the spirit of that question, uh, that in the spirit of the comment that Rashmi posted, I think the first question that we're going to post is going to be a, a, a tricky googly. So what do you know about, you know, building company culture that others don't, Param? Let's get started with that. <laughs> okay. Uh... I can't comment on others, uh, honestly. I think because I'm learning from a lot of people, so can't comment on that. But uh, truly, uh, one thing does stand out. Uh, you know, culture is like a tribe, and uh, it is generally uh, not considered. You know, tying it up with the company goals, the tribe thing. But definitely, uh, if you want to have, you know, your goals are met, or the fashion you want to meet your goals, the way you want to meet your goals. So, for example, we have an insignia, we call it as a bus, you know, boarding on the bus, going from good to great. Hmm. Now, if you are onboarding the bus, our whole scenario is that, okay, we have to reach a destination, no doubt about it. Okay. We have to reach it, uh, you know, faster, first or whatever reason on the way we want to reach it. But the whole thing about the journey is, if it is journey is also very important for you, then you cannot ignore the culture part. Okay. Having the... Uh, joyful uh, interesting journey and in fact the culture what i feel is that businesses do have a lot of importance in the ideas but when but when you put your team above the idea that is where you may get plenty of ideas and you may not want to just stick to your original one you may reiterate correct and uh, chart out the own course so the, the famous or, or the famous analogy which i take in my company is like you have onboarded the bus Okay, you have a destination, but if the people on the bus, you know, accordingly, and they figure it out, okay, let's not go there, let's go something, you know, beyond it, or, or somewhere which is on the way we figure it out, it's better for all of us. Hmm. So when you put people over the uh, product, you know, we have this concept of three P's, uh, right. people, uh, product, and profit. So when you put people over the product, so actually you flourish and you land up somewhere which you may not have even imagined. So putting people uh, over the uh, idea and uh, 
enjoying the journey is i think it's the essence of a culture and that that brings out a lot of things which you uh, may not have even thought of the, the way we are here today was not pre-planned anyways you know we started with something with one product we ended with something else we started with a lot of industry verticals then we chose one vertical which we found that okay yes this is something will be our uh, you know going to be a flagship product in this area and then on the way there were so many things which were happening and it was happening because one thing was consistent that we want to work with people and that's not something we don't want to reach somewhere and just reach alone and so if if the feeders is able to create an impact on the lives of the people uh, per, uh, on at a personal front on a personal growth front that's what i feel also as a one of the objective achieved you know, somebody who joins field assist and after 3 years 2 years that person is quite changed and he feels he or she feels the impact what has been created and it's told by the family members it's observed by the family members observed by the peer group i remember somebody came to my office uh, 3 4 years back and he wanted to, it was an interview he said i said why do you want to join field assist he said that guy said then there's a batchmate of mine okay he was not the guy what he is today what has happened to him i'm so curious to go through that journey what field assist has made him out of him like it was very very fantastic thing to hear you know that okay uh, so i think this is what i feel uh, putting team above the idea at at times and that's that's how i think we define our culture and enjoying the journey together but of course with the uh, Uh, right set of uh, value system so when you talk about tribe the tribe is is bounded by or it's like governed by a certain set of uh, values you know those values which are core which are like something non negotiable if you are among the people who share the common value system i think it acts as a catalyst you know it it acts as a catalyst you are success uh even at times you are failing but that's also a learning experience so your success will be very very fulfilling it will be very enriching with the people so so there are different types of tribes uh, we don't judge tribes like i can't judge them is good or bad yeah on a morality part you can do that but even you know the group of gangsters also have ethics they also have the tribe thing you know? right yeah that's that's great parab there's so many things to unpack there uh, you know when you talk about pe- putting uh, you know people above the idea right uh, it also uh, speaks a lot about the founders humility right the leadership's humility because it is not like you know you've put the stake in the ground saying oh we have to do this at any cost and now the entire team has to rally uh, i think the just the fact that you are saying that okay the people will decide if the bus needs to go to destination a or you know beyond a i think that itself uh, you know shows why and how you are actually putting people above uh, you know above the idea uh, so that's that's great and you know usually what happens is all these things a lot of people say uh, these things right because they sound cool they sound good but uh, the proof is always in the pudding right uh, and that is what you actually do uh, right actions speak much louder than words uh, so you know you you already gave examples of how you uh, you know directed somebody into a different role and how this you know person who was uh, applying to your company 
uh, actually said that I want I want to experience the same thing that my uh, you know friend uh, has had. So those are great concrete examples. Can you give us some other examples that you can think of, uh, which uh, you know talk about how you have put uh, you know people above the idea? I mean, just the you know how how things have changed directions. If if you can you know talk about that, that would be great. Okay. See, when I talk about people. Uh, we are not talking about individuals here. Hmm. That's one distinction I want to make. Right. We're talking about the, when when people above the idea or people above the product. It's basically the people as a as a tribe. As a whole. Right? Hmm. It's about a tribe. That this is in the benefit of the tribe. Correct. What we hmm. want to do. Okay. Hmm. This is what we want to achieve. There are a lot of blue collar jobs are there. You have to have a good discipline. In short, it depends which country you are in. Okay. And you have to enforce policies because you want to ensure that the whole tribe remains, uh, you know, intact. But this way or that way, because it is a larger interest. And on the other hand, like say we as a company, we don't have timesheets. We have in the last seven years, we have never got into any attendance marking system. So no time in, no time out. Time out. I remember when we were just uh, five people, so it seemed okay. We can see each other. When we become twenty people. Uh, then also the same thing happened. But a lot of consultants and HR coaches I used to meet uh, when we were 50 people. They said, okay, at at some stage or other, you have to get into this mode. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's see mm-hmm. uh, how far we can go on this. And then 50 people, then 80, then 100, 100. Now we are 150 plus. The mm-hmm. same thing remains. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody is saying, how is it possible? Because mm-hmm. at times I used to get into a lot of... Uh, uh, you know, okay, something we are doing great. You know, mm. Wow. Mm. But at times, uh, this is all what we are building in the culture of trust. Right. That we trust you. That mm. you will take your own accountability. You will not cheat us or you will not uh, abuse the system. Okay. So at times we have got uh, these uh, instances where people have been using, uh, abusing the system. But later, sooner or later, that person himself or herself actually moves out or, or it's like that person will be odd man out among the others. But automatically, automatically it will happen. It may take some time. Okay. It's like an Ayurveda. You know, it takes time for the root, root uh, problem to be figured out. Uh, but shortcuts or uh, something if you have to enforce, it has to be taken. You know, it's like if you are in a, uh, you are in a bad situation in a health, you have to take allopathy, you have to take allopathy. You have to go to a surgery, you have to go to a surgery. But the intention is that, okay, let's prevent this hmm. uh, from the next time. Hmm. So you hmm. take a very uh, retrospective approach, introspective. And that's how the hiring also is something very, very important. There have been super people who are you know, fantastic in their uh, IQ or in the skill, what they are bringing on to table. Hmm. But only thing is that we feel that that person and we may not flourish. Uh, because the aspirations of that person or the why factor of joining the company is very different. Hmm. And we respect that. Hmm. So even at the cost of losing the business, the time to market, we have put people above. Because we don't want anybody anybody to uh, set a wrong example or an example, not right or wrong, I will say, an example which we do not wish to follow. So that, so that was again, this thing comes uh, uh, people over the idea or people over the product. So at the cost of doing, you know, losing the business at the cost of losing the business and it has happened many times that uh, 
one a very senior leader leadership uh, or a senior position guy he wanted to quit and everybody in my team was the not not to lose him retain him at whatever cost because we'll lose money or we'll lose business and we have commitments to our customers also but i could see that person was so unhappy uh, because he wanted to do something which was not aligning and he was not in the right mental state also and he said uh, you know how soon can i be relieved and i said okay fine you can relieve just now you're know, hmm. free just now right. <laughs> because more the in the system you're going to stay right you're going to be unhappy hmm. you want to hmm. make other people also unhappy hmm. okay and uh, you have done such a wonderful work so far hmm. but hmm. now the demands are different on your own uh, personal aspiration are different let's not have any baggage or ruin uh, anything right you have built hmm. just because hmm. you might not be liking it and you might be becoming bit you know uh, bit not so conducive to the culture so let's let's plan it out today and everybody in my uh, leadership team was like why the hell you did this you know i said uh, effectiveness is going to be you know long term right now we're going to lose but uh, with that person i remember after even exiting has been uh, a great help a well wisher okay opil opil is a brand ambassador of us in, in so many terms and that, i think that that is all about enjoying the journey in the bus important you know you may reach somewhere a bit late right but maybe at uh, many times you reach a better destination what you had imagined hmm hmm okay. so right yeah yeah i think the the uh, analogy of the bus journey is just fantastic it is so concrete so tangible you can you know sort of you know picture uh, a bus journey people getting in getting off and you know everyone going together it gives me like that you know the bombay to goa kind of a feel <laughs> let, let me add something more to it in our bus you know hmm. the insignia what we have made is that you'll find it is a, it is a school bus hmm. correct yeah as you mentioned of that magic bus uh, you know comic uh, this thing yes yes right hmm. it's a, it's a school bus so the idea of a school bus is in a fun learning be curious no hmm. no uh, what do you say no judgments hmm. based on whoever the person is so it remembers when we were in a school bus we used to right. enjoy a lot hmm. Hmm. so many friends correct and uh, and just just being there with them and uh, it was like we used to feel uh, uh, so happy and complete in our hmm. so the idea against the curiosity right being very very curious being humble being curious being childlike kind mm-hmm. of thing so that is the whole idea of a bus and we have been expanding our bus we have been expanding our bus but another important piece uh, one of the books which i was quite inspired by the jim collins number two great important piece is that right person with the right seat if the person is right but the seat is not right then things will not go the way you would have imagined so it basically at times many in many positions when people are you know in our organization automatically logically thinking that people are growing it beca- it means they are becoming managers but that's a new seat for them people have failed visibly over there being an individual contributor they were like doing fantastic things but when you and it's one of the example you know there many there are many people who have grabbed their seats when they say okay this seat is vacant let me grab it because i feel i have it in me and they have they have grown like anything in our company because the seat is vacant i'll go over there so this whole concept that the right person who's basically onboarded on the bus hmm. and then finding a right seat 
until the time you know the seat is not there for that person even though the person has been onboarded the person mm-hmm. may stand mm-hmm. but we create a new seat even if we have to right how long a person can stand in a bus you know? <laughs> that person will will uh, be given a seat Hmm. and many times you know people create their own seats also which, which the organization is growing so hmm. many times people say okay what is my uh, you know, success path hmm. Hmm. what is my growth path in the organization where do hmm. you see me you know uh, 3 years 4 years down the line hmm. Hmm. and i say that uh, i don't have an answer hmm. but where do you see yourself that's more important right hmm. and it could be in a true spirit of a entrepreneurial culture hmm. that you will create your own seat You know that you are right person on the bus. Hmm. Hmm. Bus is expanding. Hmm. Okay, the seats gonna be there. Hmm. The positions which were unheard of now getting created. Hmm. Just because we are into scale, we are into innovation, we are in lot of customers. We have onboarded customers make you, you know, do certain things, expand, make you uncomfortable, but you expand. So seats hmm. are getting, uh, you know, born or made uh, every now and then. The point is that okay. Uh, how do you uh, come up and match with the right seat and in many times it has happened that the people's performance not up to the mark so basically we figure it out also that okay this could be the seat which is the issue not the person okay it's not about the person it's about the it's about the seat okay let's change the seat and many times people say they they, they uh, but they they want to stick to that seat okay and then we have to say okay we have you have it's not that you you can't uh, have the seat also and not the performance also we understand that your performance is, is an issue but maybe because of the seat and when we talk about seat to deep dive bit more it's about the expectations mm-hmm. and exactly it's not about expectations also it's about expectations mismatch mm-hmm. so that that is the uh, you know the word when one of our fresher who came up uh, from a campus we joined and he said that people have so many expectations My, my my parents my manager my expectation from myself hmm. the expectation should be dropped hmm. you know it should not be there at all in the hmm. life i say that uh, that sounds very impossible i think the right uh, thing is expectations mismatch hmm. that is what which creates a lot of issue if right. you have an expectation that okay this much is delivered this much will be delivered but your manager is saying no i want this much and then you then there's a very good discussion that can i can i not that manager says no i'm i'm giving you a challenge do it try it out hmm. i think you could do it and the person buys it i think he's trusting me so something must be there i trust him so okay so now the expectation has been set yes i will do something beyond what i am doing today so that is the expectation matching rather than just sticking to myself and then person says ki aap kar nahi rahe ho aap kar nahi rahe ho aap kar nahi rahe ho and then that person says ki ho nahi raha hai ho nahi raha hai kind of now that will create that kind of a uh, not so conducive atmosphere for so so coming back when i say expectations mismatch and the, it's basically the seat analogy which i'm talking about and uh, i think if that gets corrected provided you know we are not faltering uh, the base level which the the base level is a value system that's how the person was you know onboarded on the bus now a person has grown but the seat is not being available that could be a challenge that we do not have a seat now you know an issue uh, shall we create the seat if it is not getting created also at time that also will happen you know because you are ultimately there external factors also hmm you are in a bus you are on a road what if hmm. the road is very very bumpy correct hmm. very bumpy hmm. and what if the uh, there could be certain uh, you know uh, 
heights we have to reach hmm. we have to make some adjustments hmm. and uh, the kind of uh, capability you need hmm. better to invest and get it developed before you know such situation happens and that's why one of our core value comes change and when right. we talk about change anybody when i ask in our ceo culture session which i do with every new joinee and i i tell them okay what is your understanding about change and then everybody says change is a constant in life change is uh, something you cannot escape and uh, ch- change is perennial you know whoever is not changing will not survive i say okay think beyond it you know it's not about when the change comes so there's a reactive change and there's a proactive change we're not talking about reactive change that's that's taken for granted you know you you are an intelligent person you figure it out because this change is affecting your uh, goals so you will figure it out but it, what i am talking about is the proactive change proactive change so when you say proactive then that requires courage hmm. that requires grit normal change do not require courage hmm. as much you know when you are because the risk is not there you know right. the environment is changing you are changing you got to change with themselves hmm. but uh, the but if you could predict what's going to change hmm. and you could be totally wrong also you know hmm. you may do certain things in in anticipation of this is going to happen this way hmm. but hmm. but you and then you take a good amount of risk also hmm. doesn't turn out to be a wise decision later on hmm. but that's okay but the change what we emphasize is on proactive change change before you have to that's that's the uh, uh, quote a change before you have to so that that's and in during that what happens is in the interest of the person and in the interest of the company both in fact more towards the person we do at times have to take decisions or uh, come to a mutual understanding that it's better you know to on uh, you know get off the bus right at this stage of time mm-hmm. nobody talks about uh, anybody who's coming into the company now even i don't talk about much but earlier i used to in the interview itself i used to uh, convey to the person that you are here in this company you have expiry date hmm. so remember that hmm. you know you are not here for the full uh, you cannot be here just without expiry date right. now, what i meant by the expiry date was that it's not that you have to really go off the bus the point is that the bus will grow bigger new people going to come new roles going to create if you're not reinventing yourself then that will be a challenge so many many times you know my other senior leadership said no, don't talk about the expiry dates eh? mm. uh, because the interview people get uh, frightened you know <laughs> now it's my first day and then this guy is saying you know you have an expiry date so <laughs> 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 don't interpret me in the wrong manner the expiry date mm-hmm. is and you need to be uh, constantly changing or reinventing yourself so right. either you forced change Uh, but mm-hmm. we wish that has to be proactive change mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah yeah so this is you know fantastic param i think you know it's more and more as we are speaking you know i'm getting to know more about uh, the company and and the company's culture uh, but a big part of you know me knowing the company culture was also the culture handbook that you have on your website right so i wanted to talk about that um how did you you know come up with that what was the process like you know can can you talk to me about that okay thank you for asking that the culture book uh, was conceived in 2017 mm-hmm. and uh, we were that time maybe just 30 people 30 35 people even lesser and that was a kind of a proactive thing which i could figure it out when a lot of people were saying you know your culture is going to be uh, this right now because you are very small people you are a candidate you 
But once you grow, it will be a challenge. You'll not be able to do this or that. But I, I got a bit uh, you know, scared also. Yeah. Okay, if you have to do certain things like this, then of course, if you see, uh, uh, you don't want to lose the essence of something which you have created. So generally, you will write it down. So whether you talk about Vedas or Granth Sahib or whatever, you know, it's documented. So you can refer back. You know, anytime you are lost or you want this to be scalable, you have to get things documented. Mm-hmm. Then so you can refer back. Mm-hmm. And I tell you at many times, in almost every time, whenever I go through a culture book, I myself get you know new uh, understandings or dimensions because your life stages are changing. For a fresher and for somebody for a seasoned entrepreneur, life will be at a different stage because of personal factors, whatever other factors. The understanding you're going to get from there is, is going to be very different. Hmm. So at times it becomes a uh, culture book becomes a very good reference for anybody, even if Param is not doing something in a contest to the culture book. That becomes uh, good feedback, and I want people to be very vigilant, you know, so that this does not get destroyed or this does not get uh, you do not get delineated or you have to course correct. And this culture book was something even a lot of people you know ask uh, that can I can I take your culture book? You're most welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can take the culture book, but but you can't develop the culture. You, know, it's, <laughs> you can you can read, you mm. can uh, impress people that this is. But so they said, okay, how to go about it? I think mm. you have to discover it. So culture right. book was not amalgamation of the best of the things in the world. But mm-hmm. said, uh, mm-hmm. it was all about the discovery process. Who we right. are. Correct. Mm-hmm. When we started with the discovery process, actually culture book writing. Overall, it would have taken me eight to ten months hmm, hmm. because there's a lot of other things also going. It was a slow process, hmm, hmm. but a very concrete one. So each right. word, each quote chosen, and we have a very interesting way of uh, communicating in the culture book to the anybody hmm. comes on board. It's, it's a dialogue. Right. The person who follows these uh, culture values, we call it V2, hmm. valued values. And somebody who's not able to follow, who do not wish to follow. And comparison, what we have given in the verses. Hmm. A person who will be uh, following this in, the, in this tribe, that person will flourish like anything. Hmm. Hmm. But somebody who will not be following, that person will be losing out, you know, depletion of energy or some tension, some stress, and may not be able to grow. So just figure it out for yourself who, what kind of a person you are. And there's a dialogue uh, being written for each uh, culture value that the person who will be following will be thinking like this will be saying this these things and somebody versus somebody who's not following this will be so the whole culture book was made in such a way that people are able to understand though i though people do appreciate about the design aspect of it a lot but i tell them when i when i keep when i get on the session on the culture book with the person even at times one value explanation with the pictorial and everything it takes it takes more than 40 minutes just for one value and it's quite deep it is right. it's very deep but that mm-hmm. whole process, what are who we are, and uh, what defines us, what is the common value system which we have, and so that we do not have to worry about, you know, okay, this is like fundamental, this is like the core. Mm-hmm. We do not have to worry about, okay, uh, we are growing, and then what is to be changed? We Correct. are growing, and then, uh, or you know, uh, other companies have got something interesting as a culture. Let's copy it. Mm-hmm. So this, this was all that very, very original. And it's it's not something like uh, uh, which other people are not doing. I mm. think but it's not about always being unique. I think the uniqueness comes in your execution part. Correct. Not not mm. just the idea part that we have. Mm. I, mm. I was inspired 
you know when i saw the hubspot culture right. book, it was very very it was very long you know it, it was that time about 100 plus slides but then well explained i really like that even the netflix has a you know, culture code a very impressive so, so those things were uh, i i took inspiration from that such thing if it exists it can be a very very beneficial tool it can bring efficiency it can people can have their own self awareness that okay do i belong to this tribe or do i not belong to this tribe and we not everybody is going to be you know fit on the bus some people may say that you know you're driving too fast hmm. and some people may say you're driving too slow right okay. hmm. so whatever Right. So yeah. this culture book uh, was a very uh, interesting discovery exercise. Hmm. Hmm. It took about this much of time, um, hmm. about eight to ten months of time. And then again, the refining it. In fact, I've not touched it in the hmm. last, uh, the last uh, yeah, three four years. I've not touched it in hmm. any way, hmm. except the designing part could be. Hmm. But the hmm. core wording and everything remains still same today. Hmm. Hmm. Very much what we are. right and i have i've never found a need also that we need to change it according to the scale mm-hmm. but it actually does not get change no, it, right. it it can never get change mm-hmm. it is a uh, timeless it is ageless right, right. It, it will propagate like that only mm-hmm. you may add certain things uh, you know depending upon uh, the context at uh, sometimes must should change but the core value does not change the context means because as i said you know at at times what happens let's just talk about inclusivity as one cultural value when you are just 10 15 people you know everybody has an opinion you have a time also to take everybody into consideration but but imagine if you are a 200 people company you cannot take everybody's opinion then you have representatives who can give the contribution and then in that time whether it's if it is a crisis situation or if it is a some opportunity then you, what you do is that you just make sure that you are not losing it out on any important opinion or a perspective okay but as i said before the democracy will not work you have to have a combination of uh, a, a dictator what what we have learned from you know our mentors is uh, democracy is something it's important to have a important decision making part hmm. it's important but when you have to execute it it has to be a dictatorship mm. okay you you can't execute things in a democratic manner and you can't take decisions in a, a dictatorship manner so decision right. making can happen in a democratic mm. manner it's mm. a it's a famous management concept by dr icheck mm. uh, adizes so mm. the world famous management guru and this is what and we could feel it also yeah sometimes we were forcing ourselves in spite of uh, you know becoming bigger and we were losing a lot of efficiency and we were forcing ourselves just that you know we want to follow this okay but that the meaning you have to see that it may not be the same uh when you are the the how part of it can change the why part of it and the what part of it can remain constant it should not it should never change but the how part of it can definitely get changed and which may uh, be beneficial overall otherwise you may take uh, you know months to take a decision or you want to Uh, in the name of inclusivity you can do blunders actually similarly in the name of empathy people get confused with sympathy and empathy they do get confused a lot very simple thing somebody going uh, with a very bad face in personal life and not able to perform in the company now that that person will be talking a lot that okay i don't have this uh, 
I do not have that because the issues are going, I'm mentally disturbed and all. So when you talk about sympathy, that person says, oh, oh, let me do your work. Okay, or let me take care of you at this point of time. But when you talk about empathy, okay, you understand that person's situation, you understand what situation company is, and then you say, okay, let's have a win-win situation. Hmm. I may not be able to eradicate your personal issue, and I, I may not, you know, I do not have that worry. This is your issue. You are the best person. But at the same time, it cannot be at the cost of the people because of you, there could be many people suffering. At times, definitely, can there be a better, can there be a better uh, you know, solution? Hmm. Hmm. Because as I say, people is above. You know, it's not about single one person. So people are above everything. If it is impacting, because of one person, if it is impacting a lot of people, then we have to have an empathy that, okay, maybe you take a break. Okay, or maybe you delegate this work. Or, or maybe somebody need somebody can get and take care of it for a time being. Hmm. Meanwhile, you figure this out on your own. But if you are in a sympathetic manner, you may pity or you may show that okay, this is only Obaga, you know, let's let's forget, uh, let's do something else. But when you when you are empathetic, and the same reciprocation uh, has to come from that person also. That okay, the other guy, the company is thinking, how do I get my thing sorted? I also have to think. Okay, and then many times it becomes a very uh, good hybrid solution which comes up. Okay, very good hybrid solution comes up. Now, that is the uh, difference somebody needs to understand between empathy and sympathy. And as I said about the change also, about inclusivity also. We have another core value, automate. Correct. Automation. Hmm, hmm. You have to be considerate that not everybody, everything has to be automated. There hmm. has to be a certain threshold. Otherwise, automation may lead to much more inefficiency hmm. in terms of maintaining the automation hmm. uh, or just by saying that, okay, automate is our philosophy, that's automate. Hmm. Hmm. That may not be a, a, a practical solution. Right. Automation, you have to keep it in the back of the mind, definitely, hmm. so that anything you are making it scalable. Hmm. But at, in your experiments, when you're doing small experiments, you don't think about scale. You think about effectiveness, whether it's working out or not. But then, you do keep in mind that you can't operate just like that. You don't have to do a uh, you know, donkey work. Then you have to go beyond it. Initially, it's fine because you're figuring out things. But when it is figured out, now you scale it up. So that's that's how uh, the, the context has to be understood rather than blindly following it. You know, what's written in the words. So that's that's a very scary thing about, you know, culture book also because people may think of it as a writing on the wall. That's how you need to communicate or over-communicate. You know, what does this mean? Otherwise, you you can actually get, uh, you know, some, you can, you can actually become superstitious also. Because it's it's written over there, so I have to follow it this way, you know. But, but there are many dimensions to it. So, culture book, it's a reference. It's a reference and it guide, it's a guide kind of a thing. Hmm. But that's why, uh, you know, we I'm also compiling a, a story bank. Of Great. Hmm, hmm. A lot of stories are there, a lot of uh, incidents happen. Hmm. And right now, the next version of culture book is like each culture value with a lot of actual incidents and stories hmm, so hmm. that you can understand it better. Right, right. right now, I could figure it out that there's a, there's a need hmm. uh, for the next evolvement. Because now you have so many people and so hmm, many hmm. Uh, you know, different age groups. So, for example, if you and me are the same age group, uh, what a marriage means would be mm. quite similar to both of us. Okay, right. what kids mm. means will be mm. both similar. To. For somebody who that just uh, pass out, mm. marriage could be a very different. Uh, but the word remains same. Correct. <laughs> the context changes. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So in that scenario, once you are growing your culture, mm-hmm. I think you can't stick to those limited set of uh, uh, writings what you have made because in your head, in fact, in my head, for example, many things will be very sorted. But the, but those idea of being sorted will not work if the people are not sorted or people are not able to understand or get it. We have to make it. Uh, so that's why the story bank is something which is under compilation. And that will be much more easier for people to relate to. And when you talk about integrity, you know, many times, yes, you are uh, being honest and all that stuff. But integrity itself uh, can have many dimensions, which you need to figure it out. That uh, basically what we mean is, even if you have committed something, let's say, which to you was right at your heart, that this is, I'm doing with a full uh, honest intent. But it may get perceived that, that this is, you know, what you have done is something, a breach uh, of it. Then, you know, you do have to have a good judgment. What was the intention of it? Was it first time? Was it like every time? Are there more incidents regarding this? Or was it, so, so was it done intentionally for some, for some personal benefit? Or was it done intentionally for a larger benefit that I thought Hmm. That, then those things need to be checked upon uh, and that has to be more uh, well defined it is endless you know you, you, so you need a guardians of culture the culture book alone cannot do anything you need guardians correct correct you need people who would understand the context hmm. of it who will hmm. keep on debating hmm. you don't want you know, robots in the process you know uh, fitting in the culture book right. in not fitting hmm. in the culture book out <laughs> you know, right. that's been a problem. Hmm. Hmm. Many people come and they enhance your culture by adding a, another dimension to it. They bring certain things as they, they might be following the innovation and they bring it on table and they, they, they create it. Another thing is we don't expect everybody to be 100 out of 100 in each core value. It is impossible. It is impossible. So these are the things and a culture book also you need to keep. Otherwise, it will be incomplete. You have to have a good judgment you have to have guardians of the culture book, but yes, you have to have a culture book also. It really helps. Yeah, yeah. Paramdeep, uh, I think what's going to happen is, uh, you know, if we continue, we're going to have at least a four-hour long discussion <laughs> on, on these topics. But I'm going to, you know, forcibly cut myself short here. I'm going to go to the next section, which I wanted to uh, talk about. Now that you've created this culture book, right? Uh, two things that immediately come to mind is how do you get your newcomers to the organization? How do they ramp up on your culture? Basically, your culture book is based essentially how you think at field assist. That is what you're talking about. So how does someone from outside, you know, quickly ramp up in understanding how should I behave? How should I take decisions when I'm at field assist? The most important thing uh, I would say that rather than somebody trying to adapt culture book, hmm. it is just that somebody has to be a bit more self-aware that whether I'm resonating with it also or not. Hmm. That is the, so following a culture book is not a, should not become a stress for somebody. I'm, hmm. Am I following? Am I not following? Hmm. Forget about it. Hmm. The culture book is a kind of a reference, hmm. but it should not be, uh, it's like your body, you know, there, there lacks of function going on in the body. You are not bothered about that. Hmm. But if something happens, which there's a pain somewhere, then you take care of it. Hmm. So culture hmm. is something like that. You don't talk about culture day in, day out. Hmm. Hmm. You don't talk about we are this, we are that. Right. Keep on giving the pills to the people. You know, read hmm. this, read that. Hmm. But hmm. the point is that 
you you it just happens hmm. but there are certain uh, guidelines or you can say uh, that somebody is deviating hmm. that person being self aware can come back to it on its hmm. own but hmm. we we guide that person hmm. So hmm. in the interview process we have a discovery thing okay you know, it's not assessment alone hmm. that you are hmm. right or wrong it's about the Correct. discovery hmm. who the person is hmm. so that kind of a, that whether that person is uh open to feedback open to change open hmm. to uh, is, is is highly coachable or not hmm. those are the aspects we hmm. give a lot of value to hmm. and uh, the kind of journey that person has taken hmm. itself uh, we'll talk a lot about you know uh, the kind of value system that person is following hmm. Hmm. it is not a uh, you know exam to be passed right correct hmm. many times i've seen it uh, during the online interviews also hmm. Hmm. when i ask people you know tell about uh, the core values hmm. and immediately that person will say all 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 you figure it out okay is prepared well okay <laughs> or it's something in front of him hmm. at, at uh, you know one one point my my uh, senior leader he also pointed out are you reading it out from he said yes sir it is there right now <laughs> i said okay there's no mm-hmm. harm in doing it actually right. we should be doing it but mm-hmm. it's more of a self check uh, whether people find it very attractive but leaving that thing you need a lot of guidance so that's that's why uh, when you are hiring it's given in front see for yourself first thing second thing we also take people through a behavioral or a, we believe in one uh, kind of a uh, have you heard of enagram Enagram is something which we follow. There are a lot of people follow MBTI or they follow Keepers. There are a lot of things get followed. A lot of psychometry. But this is not a psychometric kind of thing. It's a very beautiful uh, discovery tool of one's own self. So we use that as well. And uh, once the person is onboarded, then of course I explain that person. So there's a, each person has a CEO round, mm-hmm. and we explain through that person. Uh, but I don't explain it in the first week. Hmm. I will. Have, I have an interaction, but hmm. the culture round or the culture book explanation will come after two to three months because hmm. once you have experienced it, then hmm. I don't have to hmm. tell much. Correct. And, hmm. and I and I congratulate people that you are here because you are already following this. It's not that hmm. okay something to be mugged up and followed. Hmm. Okay, this is something you are already following it. Hmm. Just to make you more aware. Right. Figure it out if even Param uh, or any other uh, co-founder or any other senior leadership hmm. or your colleague is not able to. Uh, follow this you should mm. challenge it is, is mm. it is it in line with our culture value or not mm. okay those mm. those awareness only we want to increase right. so that people either will say okay this is not the type of company i want mm. or somebody will say okay this is the type of company i want mm. so the self clarity then uh, you know more uh, enagram uh, thing which happens mm. and then once you are in it's again more awareness whether it's being followed or not Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. So the second question, Param, is that the whole surfacing of this culture, right? Like the stories that you talked about. Now, when I, if I join your company and you tell me, you know, you should actually question me if I'm, you know, following this or not. I'll say, oh, you know, Param is saying this uh, for the sake of saying it. But if I see someone actually doing that, or if I read about or hear about somebody having done this, and that person is still in the company, then I know that boss. He's actually, you know, he's he's uh, yeah, he's he's saying uh, uh, you know something and actually following up on that as well, right? So how does this surfacing of the culture and these behaviors 
happen on a day to day basis both for newcomers as well as you know old timers as well right okay so thanks for asking that i think hmm. there's a lot more to be done in terms of the visibility of this happening hmm. so many times a lot of things happen but it's not visible to a lot of people right hmm. so on our slack channel hmm. we have a slack in house hmm. On our Slack channel, we have a channel that's been running for last two years called I Appreciate. Okay. Hmm. And there are other uh, channels also, which is uh, which are about customer stories. Also hmm. Hmm. So we encourage people, you know, anything happening, put it over there. Hmm. Now, all those things will get, you know, qualified under any of the core value. So whether it's about empathy, whether hmm. it's about integrity, whether it's about execution, innovate, hmm. Hmm. all those things. we use the common communication platform where anybody can appreciate anybody for a particular incident or a particular uh, initiative somebody has taken now those are all getting uh, bucketed into one of the or the multiple core values over so that that uh, itself uh, makes people that and lot of people are not always about senior leaders who are doing this they peer peer level people but your senior leadership have to uh, encourage this You know, something being done so it's kind of a uh, acknowledgement or recognition of somebody portraying such value so if that happens so it, it, it is beyond param you know, whether person is following it or not not everybody may be able to interact and listen or understand but a lot of people around can definitely in their own uh, circles will be able to uh, definitely figure it out and otherwise when you talk about uh, you know you ask people how is it then the people uh, talking about it by themselves see either they don't talk that means they, they are under some fear then they right. they talk they may not say <laughs> so we do also uh, use tools for uh, anonymous feedbacks then mm-hmm. you're not identified but you have mm-hmm. any feedback suggestion to give mm-hmm. this is a platform directly these questions reach to me mm-hmm. and i do not get to know anybody's name right. so anonymous feedbacks anonymous uh, this thing works Hmm. And, and also the transparency you know if you are if you are talking about transparency i remember the last year in the covid when we were in a difficult situation hmm. and uh, we actually opened up our uh, you know balance sheet and showed that this, hmm. this is the numbers we do not have money hmm. uh, this is the issue the market is very much down hmm. but our projections are very healthy hmm. okay the we the trust of the customers their customer emails or customers uh, uh, messages to us we showcase that also to everybody so the transparency what we brought in to the system i think also that was the major one of the very major reason that we got great work to uh, get place to work certified because a lot of people uh, mentioned these incidents a lot i think that is kind of a validation what we get it's it's not possible to you know talk or get everybody on the but that's the reason you know when i found uh, great places to work is a very renowned having a very gold standard kind of uh, thing and idea was not to just get uh, you know certified the idea was that it's a very good process even if you are not getting certified the results would be something we may get but it you know exceeded our expectation that we got certified but that the main aim was uh, not the certification itself it was outcome the idea is okay let people so we used to conduct a lot of esat surveys hmm hmm t20 we did uh in 2021 also we did and then uh, sorry in 2019 2020 2021 we replaced it with the this survey of right. this is work 
So the, the, the results, it's very uh, fantastic to see. We are lacking at many points. We are not superheroes. A lot of uh, things we are not doing good. Hmm. We have taken good actions in the last six months, hmm. Hmm. working on that, and it has resulted very well. Right. And similarly, one example could be last year uh, we did a very healthy appraisals of the people. Those the appraisals were delayed, hmm. but in hmm. 2020, when we did a good appraisals of everyone, and it was more of an emotional decision rather than a financial decision because people have worked like anything in the organization, and we have actually been able to. Our, our headcount doubled in the last uh, one and a half years. You know, our growth rate has been really good. We were like blessed. Uh, with so many industries which could not flourish, but we were we have been flourishing. And the whole credit goes to the people. Ultimately, it boils down to people. And nobody told them, you know, you are exhibiting this value or that value. Everybody was doing whatever they could, and we were transparent enough. And then we appreciated them in a way. And definitely, I didn't see that. Okay, how much is going to get? Uh, you know, affect the bottom line. Mm, I said, mm. we have to do it, we have to do it. Right. And that resulted in a, you know, much higher top line later. Mm, mm, mm. Right. So these are the things when you, I think people do see, they, they do uh, see and uh, observe and then uh, take <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Param, one question I uh, had was, uh, are you remote first now? Did anything change post March 2020 and how did that play out you know uh, with with the whole culture was it easy difficult to sort of influence people's behavior and convey what you want and think how was that uh, over the last year and a half I think last one and a half years has has given us a lot of uh, points to talk about also that you know very very interesting points so initially the wave, you know, the first thing was like sitting at home, people were like clicking pictures of you know, beautiful sky, hearing the voices of uh, birds and practicing some instruments at home. A lot of that stuff was happening. And then uh, after three months, four months of lockdown, then the work which started happening, the productivity part, we saw that there's an increase in productivity because commute is not happening, this and that. But then slowly things started uh, in a way that people are getting into a lot of, there's no distinction between work and office. Burnouts are happening, okay? Now people want to come out of the home, a lot of them. They want to join office because they want to meet people. I think it was a whole sinusoidal curve. And uh, what I could see that, of course, uh, it's not remote first all fully. And it's not also like fully office. Okay. Depends. There are people, I, I encourage youngsters to be in the office. Hmm. All the freshers, I encourage them to be in the office because in the last two years, they have not been to the college campus also. Right. Hmm. They missed out a big part, hmm. uh, which is like we, we are very, we have been very fond of or hmm. very proud of the last final years of. Correct. And coming over here, I have been encouraging them to join office. And now we see a lot of freshers, they join office and they feel the difference. Mm-hmm. They feel a big difference in their mm-hmm. learning curve, in the growth path. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are people who are seniors and they know that uh, uh, their output is increased because they have been through an office culture. So they come mm-hmm. on and off. Right. We're not forcing people you know, to mm-hmm. be there. Until unless there's a project which requires you know, a war-like room structure. Mm-hmm. It's online, uh, if the processes are very set, mm-hmm. it's good. Correct. But mm-hmm. once you are in a startup or in a high aggressive growth path, and the communication lag can hurt. 
mm-hmm. by Jim Collins. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, uh, there are so many books. In fact, many books I start reading, but I drop them out. Somehow, uh, the effect, you know, in our context. So, in fact, in the last two years, I have reduced reading. I've been a very selective reading. Okay, unlike unlike before, I read, I read everything. So, one book I would uh, recommend could be "The Stillness Is the Key" by Ryan Holiday. So that is one book, and I've been reading it very very slowly. That's something to be observed. The "Stillness Is the Key" is another book. Uh, depending on the you know stage of the uh, person, uh, let's say fresher or something, somebody sometimes. I really like uh, Wings of Fire by Dr. Kalam. Very, very, very humble and uh, autobiography is very good. I think, yeah. And apart from that, I think nowadays there are so many book recommendations that there. Uh, Almanac of uh, Naval Ravikant. Right. Something which mm-hmm. I've gone through it. That's really fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. quite, quite a different dimension he opens up. Mm-hmm. Very fundamentals, but very interesting. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. great. Uh, thanks, thanks a lot, Param. So, but before you go, we're going to ask you for your hot take on you know certain things. Uh, so basically, we want you to you know give your hot take on what is the future relevance of these things. Okay. So the first okay. first one that I'm going to ask you about is what do you think is the future relevance of the freelancer or gig economy? Uh, people who really want to have that kind of independence and freedom. It's a great way for them to realize their potential. Hmm. World is going to gonna benefit out of it a lot. Hmm. But again, I'd say the extreme of everything could be a poison. Hmm. Uh, so somebody has to so it's again going to be a wave. It will get settled down in uh, but it will be a benefit for the whole uh, economy wise also, the person wise also. Hmm. I think it's a positive shift. Okay. Okay. All right. What do you think is the future relevance of content marketing? Storytelling. You know, that is something which uh, has been there for ages, but mm. now it's becoming much more uh, in the limelight. So content market, content marketing, either it's, either it's a strategic narratives, I feel, but it is more, it is going to be more uh, human in nature, mm-hmm. more uh, like conversations mm-hmm. we do. And it's very simple. Uh, content marketing is going to be simple, uh, less, uh, uh, what do you say, it's going to be a lot of destructive on it. A lot of distractions are going to be there about it because it's going to be huge. It's, it is, you know, huge today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the future elements, again, you know, I think the people would uh, be able to steer through it. Like, what is the need uh, of the of the their target audience? So, content marketing will get much more uh, targeted to a certain audience, either by age group or whatever. It will be much more targeted rather than than very open ended or something. Mm-hmm. more targeted through storytelling touching human emotions so it's going to be about not just uh, like my mentor said not about the brain part it's going to be about heart part okay okay all right and the final one i think this is going to be more in your area of work but what do you think is the future relevance of the indian typical indian kirana stores <laughs> they they have, uh, they can never go out of uh, you know trend in fact, the relevance, I think, massive, uh, billions of dollars being pumped up into so many companies coming up, setting up the shop over here. Mm. We have seen companies like what Geomart or Odan is doing. Mm. I think they were heroes before. They are going to be heroes and much more in the limelight. And they will 
get their you know due uh, what do you say their dues you know hmm. they can't be taken for a ride right and they they are important aspect of it and they will realize their importance companies are realizing their importance everybody wants to win their hearts uh, you know being very customer centric so consumer comes later but the karana shops are the uh, actual customers for the brands right so we say that you know they they are not happy they are not taking you are not taking care of them and the competition is you know, immense so he he is the uh, king and uh, we have to take care of the way his interests are aligned okay but again uh, i am a fan of you know anything going to extreme uh, it's not going to work out so the coexistence will remain so they have survived in fact they they were always supposed to survive only but they survived let's say the onslaught of uh, uh, what do you say a lot of uh, human cry when the modern trade came hmm. they said krana stores going to die mom and pop going to die when e-commerce came you know right. they going to die you know <laughs> that time also but, but i think they they can never be out of picture but definitely uh, those people have uh, improved a lot in terms of the pay you know even if you see a lot of shops there are another there lot of uh, issues of hygiene were there now they are getting eradicated right the consumers uh, awareness is high similarly the retailers is high and uh, they are not going to go out of fashion but definitely they are also if they are not upgrading themselves the new generation of retailers you know, whoever was there earlier uh, first generation second generation but the new generation is not going to step up into this unless you know they are shown technology as the way or uh, they do not think themselves as that we are the uh, everything every company bows down to us that's not going to be the scenario so they also have to be humble right yeah 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 on on that note param i think this is a fantastic conversation uh, we definitely overshot the time that we had originally planned for and this is no and and this is uh, you know because i actually cut down on my questions so i am planning for a part 2 of uh, this conversation for sure <laughs> now it's just a question of finding time on your calendar <laughs> some of we we need to do that but uh, yeah this was a fantastic conversation so thanks a lot param i think you know you, you there was a lot of things that uh, we unpacked and a uh, lot of insights on building culture doing it the right way uh, great conversation thanks a lot thank you arish thank you so much i enjoyed it thoroughly enjoyed it okay if you like this we know you care about your and your team's future relevance you can find us and you now click on the subscribe button on youtube spotify google and apple podcasts you can also find us on twitter linkedin facebook and instagram There are two ways to enter the insider group of friends of CTQ. A Telegram channel where you'll get daily tidbits that help you think about future relevance and our weekly email newsletter called The Upleveler. We've got some fabulous testimonials from our subscribers. We share special discount codes for CTQ compounds and exclusive invitations to our events on both these channels. Just go to choosetothink.com that is think with a Q and you'll find all the links to subscribe you owe it to yourself